the calendar numbers fail like the leaves in the fall. The outcome and that that he waited for was death. Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Folks, it's that time again. That's right. It's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, along with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Padua Rojo. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen... We did come through the past few weeks. Tonight, we're heading into a character that's been around Hollywood since the early 60s, but has been in literature since way before that. And we're going to discuss the new film featuring this character, and I will say this. The movie may be long, but I enjoyed it. So with that, I'm going to pass it over to you, my friend. Why don't you tell the folks what we're doing here tonight? Uh, Jake, No Time to Die is the one, one episode of this show that I wish I never had to do. Why is that? Because, uh, spoilers, because of the outcome of this movie, how it ended. That's the only <laughs> reason why director Corey, no, Casey, Joji Fukumaga, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I'm pretty sure I'm not, but he did, uh, he directed the first season of one of my favorite shows on HBO, aside from True Blood, which was, uh, True Detective. True Detective is fantastic. The first season, I haven't seen the second season or the third season. If there is one, I've only seen the first one, and I was highly impressed. Well, the second season, in my opinion, is very underrated. Uh -huh. So, uh, but I really like it. And the third season, I've never finished it for whatever reason or another. I've never. Okay, so there it. is a third season. Like I said, I've only seen the first one, and I was highly impressed. Yeah, there there is a third season, and you're right. The first season is. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but it's very, very good. Yeah, great acting on it. But nevertheless, uh, this is one of those Bond movies that, I don't know, for some reason I could never watch it again. But then again, I think of the uh, early scenes in it and I'm all about it. But just that one ending, I'll leave it out there that, uh, damn, Bond finally uh, kicks the bucket, man. Look, you know, I think that's just... You know, producer's way of killing off that version of Bond. Of course, you know, Bond as a whole, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be back. So, but I mean, I agree with you. When I saw that ending, I was I was a little down. You yeah, know? yeah, I, mean, I was down. Many, I mean, how many, I mean, how many years is it now? Decades we had James Bond and now he, he finally, you know, dies. I mean, it was a little unreal. Ah, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But uh, here's the thing. What the future holds for it is that no more James Bond. Now there's going to be a 007. Um, and it's going to be like 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 Fast and the Furious now. It's what so? they're talk That's what they're talking about. Over the top action. And it doesn't really matter who's behind the, the license to kill. Do you think we're going to have a woke Bond now? Well, you're going to have Latasha, um, what was her last name? Latasha King, I think it was her last name. Uh, the, the new double O in the movie? Yeah, the new double O, that's, that's going to be the new James Bond. So they already established, like when he tried to sleep with her, that he thought she was offering herself to him. And uh, she basically turned him down and she let him know what she was there for. 
Uh, she's basically letting it be known that this is going to be a different uh, 007, one that is not a, a, into all that sex and all that stuff. This is about taking care of business for the agency. Yep, that's it. Strictly business. Strictly business. And, uh, man, but let's talk about some positive stuff about the, the movie. Uh, sure. Jeffrey Wright, Felix Lechter in the movie, who also met his demise, uh, was a, a recurring character in this, and it was very interesting character. He was the American CIA agent. Yeah, Felix. Felix, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, he makes a first appearance in Casino Royale. Uh-huh, he's Daniel, been there from the get-go. Right, which is, you know, Daniel Craig's first movie, and uh, which, by the way, I love Casino Royale. I think it's awesome. Yeah, that one. I really do. That one is uh, uh, up there with... I mean, it's probably in one of my top three or four Bond films. Absolutely, Casino Royale so, is it was a, a gem. Well, Quantum of Solace, not so much. <laughs> no, that was the only one that they dropped the ball in. Yeah, but you know, Jeffrey Wright makes an appearance has been going on reoccurring since Casino Royale, and mm -hmm. he played a cool character. I thought, uh, you know, they kind of made his character a little bit of a foil to the straight laced Daniel Craig in some moments. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So. And um, we can't forget Daniel Craig as Bond, too, in all of these, you know. To me, when I was very suspect when Daniel Craig was announced. And then, you know, once you got to see the man in action, you can see why the producers loved him. Yeah. But and it, and I, it, in this movie, Daniel Craig is great as a character. Uh, there's a lot of emotion in this movie. No, he gave you, throughout his Bond history, he gave you a Bond that bled that suffered, that took you through different emotions, that was oh, more human. Loss. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, it's also a little bit of a harder-edged bond, too, more in, in the vein of, like, a Jason Bourne or something like that, mm -hmm. you know? It's not a, you know, a cool, smooth-talking Sean Connery no. or, you know, or the, you know, womanizer that was Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I'm just putting it plain. But yeah. But, you know, it's a little hard-edged Bond, and I think it was needed. I liked it. I mean, I'm very curious to see who they choose next. Yeah, rest in peace to Sean Connery, who died recently, I think a few weeks back. Uh, it wasn't too, too long ago, yeah. yeah. Mr. Sean Connery, he hadn't been in a movie in a long time. He had in a long time. retired they didn't... from Hollywood. Yeah, they didn't make that big of a thing when he passed away, but he's a, a, a true legend of Hollywood. Absolutely. You know, speaking of Sean Connery, um, I watched a, an underrated movie with him in it from like 1979, 1980 time frame. Mm -hmm. It's called Outland. Have you ever seen it? The sci-fi one. Yeah. Yeah, that is a very underrated movie. You know, only hardcore fans of sci-fi would, would, would talked about this movie. And this movie, uh, Outland, was a, a very, very good sci-fi movie with him it's like a, it's like a space western it's kind of like high noon only yeah in space. yeah only in space no that was that was a a, a true gem of a sci-fi movie right and, but you know mr connery did some other films that are you know at, like the rock when he was a little bit older yeah no, he, movie like that was yeah. pretty impressive he could act all the way through this man was flawless as an actor i mean none of my favorite bond my favorite bond was roger moore i've always said that and i've always stand by it and that's not everybody's favorite but for me it was the one that i always was fascinated by when i was a kid we well, you know pierce 
Pierce Brosnan was a good Bond. It's just too bad most of his movies suck. Yeah, he just he just he had the unfortunate um, situation where there was poor writing when he was the Bun. Yeah, there was just a lot of it, it was more like a straight up action film. Yeah, without much plot, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Tomorrow Never Dies. I mean, how many bullets are in that film? A lot. <laughs> I mean, Timot- that, it was like a Rambo movie. Yeah, <laughs> Timothy Dalton was one that I wish they would have done more with him. Yeah, you know, License to Kill catches a lot of heat because it wasn't as successful as other Bonds. And, you know, he, he only did two movies. But License to Kill, speaking of hard-edged Bonds, I mean, that he was a hard-edged dude in that movie f- for sure. Absolutely. And then we also have to mention uh, Christoph Waltz, who played <clears throat> Ernst Starro Bloodfell. Blofeld, yep. Blofeld, yeah. The head of a Spectre. It was it was once played by Donald Pleasant. Yeah, and uh, actually, Telly Savalas played him at one point, too. I yeah, Telly Savalas played him in His Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, another good Bond film. Yeah, You Only Live Twice was the one that Donald played him in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he had an alias that was, uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, Dr. Gun. Guntram uh, Bon Shatterhand. <laughs> That's a very cool name. Yeah, that was a cool, a cool, a cool character. And unfortunately for him, he met, he also met his demise on the, on this movie as uh, as uh, this nanotechnology that affects the DNA is meant to use to be used to kill people with their DNA, uh-huh. based on their DNA, and is using this movie as a as a tool. By uh, by Mr. Hines, the actor, uh-huh. who unleashes it upon upon uh the Spectre uh agents, in probably one of the best scenes in the history of of Bond movies, where they're in Cuba, in uh, the eyeball of a uh, of a uh, of of Waltz is out there uh recording everything, and he just says, "Let's welcome Mr. Bond." That was a very cool scene. I agree. Yeah, and uh, little did they know that this uh, they were about to all die instead of actually killing James Bond. Yep, I mean, took them all out one time. It, it was it was indeed, and this this disease is actually. I heard one time that that. Well, here I go. I'm going to get in trouble again. But I heard that there's a country out there that doesn't like people that live where we and where we you and I live. That we're working on something like that. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Who knows? Man, there's a lot of stuff out there in this world that we'll never be able to explain. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't want to explain it. I just don't want it to hit me. Hell no. I don't want it to hit me neither. But um, <laughs> I don't pass it through them. I, mean, I don't know. And then uh, we have uh, another person that played that character was Charles Gray. I don't remember him much. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds, yeah, that was one of the last Bond films Connery did, I believe. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, golly, I haven't seen that movie in ages. Also, you do you know that uh, 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 some crazy um, Bond's trivia, the last movie that was played for JFK in the White House before he died was from Russia with Love. Like, look... That's a good movie. 
Yeah, that was a good movie. It was just That's, odd that that was the last movie that was played in the White House before an American president got killed. Yeah. I mean, uh, apparently, you know, JFK loved the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a big yeah. fan of, uh, uh-huh. Which is the reason why I don't understand why they're changing the formula because it's been successful for so so long to have this, uh, you know, what, what uh, Fleming was trying to do with this character. He wasn't trying to do. He actually way and above uh, accomplish it was to have this uh british spy who was a womanizer and a drunk because he used to sit around all night they say drinking in his uh in his house in jamaica and would write some of these novels while he drank uh his punches and his his his, his gin and whatever the hell he got a hold of i think he he used to enjoy the alcohol as much as bond did well you know out of all the books that Mr. Fleming wrote, um, the first one and the only one that I read, to be honest, was the first book, which was Casino Royale. That was the first one that I wrote. Remember when he said at the end, at the very end, the bitch is dead? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't do that in a movie today, no. but uh, it was no, a very uh, good book. That, that would be put to, you know, instead of bitch is dead, it would be, uh, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. But, uh, in the book, he, he never suffered for her. He actually killed her. Right. Yeah. And here's the thing too: is the bond, especially in the early books. I mean, the description you just gave as being a womanizer and so forth. That's exactly what he is. Yeah, that was all and, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't about. Uh, it wasn't that it was bad or nothing like that. It was just that that was part of the uh, what made him. That was that was his fabric. Yep, I mean, that's, you know, Fleming said he wanted to create a character that the men wanted to be and the women wanted to sleep with. So, and uh, he got that for sure. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't help, you know, it, uh, it can only help your chances if, you know, your Bond character is played by Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Or Roger Moore or, you know, Pierce Brosnan and whoever else. So. And, and going back to it in the scene in the... Um in that uh, bar in, or club in the gala in Cuba, they took almost like a second to half a shot of whatever the hell liquor they were drinking at the bar to continue the killing and the shooting. Yep. That was the only uh, corny scene in the whole movie. I agree. Uh, and you know what? A lot of these newer Bond films actually have more humor in them. Mm-hmm. But this one does not. I mean, if there is any, it's very... Yeah, it's very, very rare. That was the only scene that I was like, ah, this wasn't like... Like, they stepped out of the whole ordeal because he was doing a shot in the middle of a shooting and that usually doesn't happen in his Bond movies. And Man, it was it was, it was was a, a, a good movie, like I said, all the way until the end. And even the end, it's a good movie all around. This one is really a good movie. It's just that I didn't like the fact that they killed him off. That's it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't too big on the fact of Bond dying. Now I was not as distraught as I would say when Han Solo died. When Han Solo died, <laughs> I was. I, I screamed at the movies. You know what I mean? Well, so, I already had gone through the first time when he got uh, taken over by the uh, by Baba Fett and them, and I got in trouble. Like I told the story before, I got very much in trouble screaming at the car and the car on the way back from Empire Strike Back and that's probably why that's not my favorite of all those movies in, in Return of the Jedi is I hear it but hey sometimes these you know 
screen characters pass away that are so loved. Now, there are certain characters, I would think, in Hollywood history that would just never die. And I thought James Bond was going to be one of those characters. Right. So, I mean, to me, James Bond's up there with Rocky and... Yeah. Name, name some other, you know, whatever other big characters in Hollywood history. I mean, you don't ever think Rocky's going to die, do you? I mean... No, but eventually, if they keep bringing him back, they will make it die. So yeah. Yeah, but uh, this one, they should have just ended the story and say that we're going to start a new arc with a new James Bond, like they have done many times before. Yeah, and I'm curious. I had actually kind of read today that Dwayne Johnson wants to be the new Bond, which I think would be disastrous, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like yeah. I said, they're, that's what they're headed anyway. They're headed into a into a Fast and the Furious over the top action with God, a spy. I hope not, I hope not man, because the last I'd say three to four entries of the Fast and Furious were terrible. Yeah, they're not so, for me. They're, I mean, they're, they're for people that enjoy that over the top, unbelievable man. action, and 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 uh. And this wasn't it. I mean, they they always they always go for good actors to play the villains and Bond and whatnot. Yeah, there have been some just absolutely fantastic villains in Bond's history. Yeah, what is the name of this one? Lucifer. I know the actor is the Rami Malek. Right. Yeah. And he stole the show in this. He was great. Yep, Safin or Safin. Yeah, Safin. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was really good, man. He was very creepy. Yeah, he was very creepy. He was a man that was hunted by his past demons, but he was still out there doing a uh, taking care of business. I mean, he destroyed uh, the entire organization of Spectre. He even conned Bond into killing uh, his nemesis. Oh, I know it. It's I mean a very cool villain. I kind of wish he was in the movie more. Yeah, but he's like, you know, he's like the Joker. They couldn't give you too much of him or you get bored of him real quick. They had to give you, like, bits and pieces of him. Right, and I understand. It actually makes the character a little bit more intriguing and powerful, so to speak. But uh, I really like the villain a lot. And and the Bond girl, there's actually two, with one of them only in it for about five minutes. <laughs> but um, the main the girl, Bond girl, who yeah, was Bond's... It was Bond's ex-wife. I, I thought she was really good. Yeah, she was really good. The uh, the other one was the um, the chicken Cuba is the one that you're referring to. Right, the actress yeah. Anna de Armas. Yeah, I think her name. yeah, yeah. That he thought he was gonna get lucky with her too, and she was like, "No, nah, I'm here for business." Uh, hey man, <laughs> she's hot. Why not? You know what yeah, mean? yeah. And they also oh, did. Oh uh, shit! My wife just heard me. <laughs> oh wow! You're in trouble now, Jay. I'm just kidding. No, actually, my wife's in Virginia right now. So. Oh really? Yeah, her grandfather passed away last oh, weekend. Oh, well, sorry to hear that. I uh, appreciate it. I, was, um, I just stayed behind with the kid and stuff. So it's a shame, but we all have to go sometime. I mean, it's a shame, but we do. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's I true. hope the Grim Ripper takes his time and knocking on my door. But nevertheless. You had the girl in Cuba, and then you had the uh, the one that is the mother of his kid. This one is the first time that Bond has a child. Right, that threw me for a loop too. Yeah, which is the 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 reason why Rami uh, Malek's character uh, actually had an upper hand on him, mm-hmm. and that's how he got him killed. Safin, Safin finally found a way to get to Bond, and that's he made him vulnerable. 
very vulnerable, probably the most vulnerable we've ever seen Bond. Yeah, because he had a, a, a kid that he tried to protect and try to save. Then he had that disease that if he touched the kids and killed them, you saw how towards the end he put gloves on. Yep. Because he knew what was up. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, I mean, it was a very methodical move by the villain. Man, and another part that blew my mind was when they used them, uh, the magnets to help you uh, basically levitate. Right. <laughs> that yeah. blew my mind because that shit is real. Like, people can actually use those things. Oh, I know. I mean, you I would know, have hey. to have a pretty big penny, but you can see what special forces have. Right. And I tell you what, man, No Time to Die is a perfect example of how long Bond has come. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we don't. We're not watching Bond kite surf in a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> that was you back in the day, yeah. You know, we're not fighting bad, bad guys in an ice palace with an invisible car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's lo yeah, here's looking at you die another day. Yeah, But, yeah. <laughs> you know, and now we, you know, we kind of got these little bit more hard-edged, mature Bond films, and No Time to Die is a perfect example. Perfect example. But, boy, Jay, we're getting old. I never thought I would be doing a a podcast or anything in which I'm discussing the death of an icon. It's legendary. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I think you know, they made a, you know, this thing is up up to $800 million, almost a billion bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah, they spent $300 million to make it, $300 and some million dollars to make it. They had to surpass that to make, to come even, and they did. Well, well, hell, the, the uh, the movie was under pre-production for like three years or something like that. Because of COVID or just because of uh, financial issues uh, or whatever? Well, I mean, after Spectre, Daniel Craig had been saying that he was not coming back. Uh -huh. And I think there's a little rift there, but I think, you know, they probably punted up enough money to, for him to do one more, obviously. Okay. Um, so I think there's a little rift there, and then I think they were, had a hard time sticking with directors. Um, I know the guy that was supposed to direct before uh, the recent director, Carrie, whatever his name um, was Danny Boyle, who's actually a British director who directed uh, a movie called Sunshine. Um, and I think he did 28 Days Later. Huh. But, uh, that would yeah. crazy. But there was some sort of disconnect with the production studio and Mr. Boyle. So he was let go after being in you know, pre-production for like a year, you know, yeah, trying to I, write a story. Uh -huh. I know before the pandemic, uh, Bond did the, that uh, woke uh, ordeal <laughs> Knives Out. Not Bond, but... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... Look, I'm going to be honest. I do not see why people like that movie. Same here. I don't see why people were gravitating towards that movie and acting like it was that good. They were like, oh, it's great. Look, the director of that movie is Ryan Johnson, who fucking ruined Star Wars. So, no, I am not <laughs> going to watch that movie. Yeah, and they're making part two and giving Daniel Craig a bigger role in it. Uh, hey, hey, man, make that money. Make that money. Make that money, but you can't get me to go to the movie theater and watch that shit again. No, I will never watch anything Ryan Johnson does. I mean, he should be giving out, you know, parking lot tickets or something. I mean... Yeah, the movie was all about... Knives Out was all about uh, a rich a rich man who died accidentally. 
and left all his money to this girl that uh, was the Janet, the, the the maid or something like that. Right. And it was supposed to be like all the, the, the kids were uh, like because she was an immigrant or something. They were all white uh, races and this and that. It made no sense, man. It was really a stupid movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they were trying to get to do one of those old school, you know, mystery, kind of like the Clue game. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I, so I get what was trying to be done. I, I'm sorry, but I could I just couldn't get past the whole fact that Ryan Johnson was directing another movie. So no, those those uh those mysteries from back in the day were well done. This wasn't. I don't know what the hell was wrong with this. Yeah, but well, Daniel Craig unfortunately has not had much success outside of Bond. No, he did that one movie with his wife, and that was a big time flop. And because he wanted to do a movie with his wife, and uh. Uh, he did that stupid ass Cowboys and Aliens. Then he did that too. That was another flop because uh, westerns and sci-fi doesn't mix. It never has and never will. Never will. Hey, just ask Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, unless you're in. A, I heard they got a, a series on a on HBO called Western World that is about westerns and sci-fi, and they said that it's well, a hit. I've never seen it. Well, they took it. I saw the first season. Mm-hmm. Um. They took it from the old 70s Jules Brenner movie, Westworld, um, but I, which I have never seen the movie, but I want to now. But they kind of just elaborated on that concept about these robots coming to life and um, turned into a series that is very deep. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to really love your sci-fi to watch this show. Wow. No, I never yeah. see. I never seen it, but I know how I terrible mean, I that. Watched, I watched the first season and was worn out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Daniel Craig. For some reason, outside of Bun, he hasn't been. Oh, and he did that movie with Nicole Kidman, The Invasion. That was another flop. Yeah, it was that. That movie was dog crap. Yeah. Like for real. No, he's like, lucky big, he got. Yeah. He's lucky he got Bun. Bun has been very good to uh, him. Well, hell, he doesn't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless he wants to do some retro shit. Uh, come back in a, what, a flashback with a flashback. A flashback or some, uh, before I went on hiatus, this is what happened to Bond. He had this one mission that he completed, and I don't think they'll do anything like that, but who knows? Man, like, if you could look at who could be the next Bond. I mean, who would you prefer? Who would you choose as your next James Bond? But it would have to be an unknown. It would have to be some kind of English actor that uh, is an unknown. Okay. I agree. Because some stage actor. Certain, yeah, some stage actor. Because if you put certain people in certain roles, I mean, like, they said back in the 70s, they hired Christopher Reeve, right? Unknown uh-huh. to play Superman. And... Uh, Richard Donner, the late Richard Donner, said in a documentary, he is. I mean, could you imagine somebody like Burt Reynolds flying around? Are you going to look up and go, oh, hey, that's Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't put Burt Reynolds in. So oh, you no. can't do that with Bond. I agree with you, but I have this feeling that they're kind of going to go with someone that's that has a little bit of the name out there. No, but they've already decided that they're going to go with Latasha. Oh, so that's a given? Yeah, that's a given. That's a new bond. 
That's what they're leading to, and, you know, they're going to do it as a non... Uh, well, I mean, it's not going to be... Unless they make her a lesbian, she's not going to be a womanizer. She's going to be a, a straight arrow. I don't know about all of that. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's but that that that's what they're headed to. They're headed to that, like I said, over the top uh, action from uh, Fast and the Furious with a zero zero seven. I mean, they might as well just do Triple X Part Four or something. Oh God, Triple X! No, we do not need another one of those movies. But that's what Triple X was supposed to be. It was supposed to be James Bond in the world of uh, of uh, Fast and the Furious. Uh, yeah, I know, and, and they failed. Oh, yeah. Miserably. I've seen them. I have watched. I'm a sucker. I'm a glutton for punishment sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I watch bad action movies just because. I watched the first one because they had Aisha Argento, and I wanted to see what uh, Dario Argento's daughter was all about. Well, the first one, I didn't like the first one, but the one that they did fairly recently, The Return of Xander Cage, Without, I actually... I actually liked that one better than I did the first one. Uh, who um, Samuel L. Jackson was in it. Right, yeah. He's like the mentor recruiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one, yeah. Of course, if the movie came out anywhere from the mid-90s to the mid-2000s, there's probably a 95% chance Sam Jackson's in that movie. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he was in all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The one point they were talking about Tom Cruise being in, being the new Bond, nah. but one point, yeah, that was a long time ago. Nah. What about Hugh Jackman? He would have been a, a decent Bond. I think I would like to see Hugh Jackman. I think he'd play a, like a cooler, older Bond. Yeah, but he's in yeah. great shape, so he would have he would have definitely done some damage. Yeah, I mean. I've always liked Hugh Jackman. I mean, as an overall actor, I think he's great. No, in Hollywood, I'm surprised they didn't put that a guy, the one that is in Twilight. That is the new Batman. Oh, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bond, James Bond. Yeah, Vampire with Glitter on him is now Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see who else is out there that you can put to be the new Bond. Um, uh, Guy Pierce was mentioned one time. Yeah, he would have been great. Not great, um, but he would have been good for it. Yeah. I forgot. There's a couple other names I remember reading. They probably want back. Jason Momoa to be the new bun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, Lord. And then Kathy Bates is going to be him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jason Momoa would be the, uh, the new bun. And he would be like a newer version of Bond with long hair, and he was a yeah, press. They'd have, they'd, yeah, John Cena would be the main villain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he was a press in New Zealand, and then the the English took him over and made him a. <laughs> oh, oh god! Look, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> no, they're really not. I mean, you really need to get an actor that is a stage actor who has done a little television, maybe a few commercials. Who has, like, you had it, like Hugh Jackman, like somebody with a strong older face, but stays in good shape. Yeah, I think Hugh Jackman would be great, but the problem is that he is a big name, so I don't know if you'd want to go that route. Yeah, people start messing with him. They'll start saying, Wolverine is is 007. Yeah, I know, but hey, Stallone did Rocky and Rambo. I mean, why not? 
No, I would, I would definitely not change the formula. I would be like, this is just a new arc with a new bond, and uh, keep on racking up money, create a new, a new world for bond. But I would definitely not make it a female that doesn't like sex. I would stick to the, to the formula, man. The formula's there and has always been a successful one. Uh, yeah, you, you mean why screw the greatness? I mean, yeah, you don't. I mean, here's a good example. Back in the 80s, Coca-Cola ruined their recipe and came out with that flat-ass Coke that they called New Coke, right? Yeah, that was... what an original recipe. Same with Bond. Why would you want to change it? Why? Yeah, that, that original recipe was a flop, big-time flop. Yeah. It was but, it was flat soda. I remember in the 80s. Oh, God. I've, I've, I remember it. I remember the, the can and everything. I remember how it tasted like crap I like flat that. soda it tasted like flat yeah. soda yeah i remember it was a big such a big thing let's go get the new one and stuff i remember i was at the beach and i was swimming for dear life and then i got out of the water and you know when you get out of the water you're all hungry and tired and thirsty thirsty yeah and that thing tasted that, like, like yeah you went over there took a swig of ass water is what you <laughs> <did>. <laughs> that thing was a flat soda i said well maybe i got a hold of a bad one <laughs> they were all bad yeah I do remember. You remember when Pepsi had clear Pepsi? Yeah, that was another yeah. flop. Yeah, that, that that was bad too. Yeah, that was another flop. They all flop when they change their their and, their recipe. If the producers of James Bond are hearing us right now, we just gave you two great examples of why you do not mess with something <laughs> that's already working. Just saying. Yeah, but that's that's. I mean, I think that's what it's going to be. But if you do a bunch of uh, over the top. Um, explosions and over the top stunts people will gravitate towards there and they will go in and do the be obsessed with it and that would be their new bond yeah well, i mean you gotta think about it too man that anything in hollywood that's got to do with james bond it's gonna make a lot of money a lot of money like that's why i don't know why they're messing with this because it's a lot of money i mean there's been some flops like Remember that animated series back in the early '90s, James Bond Jr. I kind of remember it, but not all there. But I remember one that they did with a uh, Pierce Brosnan that that Halle Berry was in it that looked like a CBS Sunday Night movie. Uh, yeah, Die Another Day. That's the one with the stupid kite surfing. Yeah, that was that was yeah. terrible. That movie's all. That's my least favorite Bond movie out of all of them. Oh my God! It really is. I mean, it's bad, man. I remember seeing that at the theater, and I was pissed off. Yeah, not pissed off at the ending. Pissed off because I went and paid money to watch it. Yeah, because because I mean, the early ones. I mean, golly, those were good. I remember when I was a kid, and those things would come up on television. I would get all excited. What was the first Bond movie you remember seeing? It was a Roger Moore movie. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't Sean Connery. Yeah, the first Bond movie I think I ever saw was A View to a Kill, which was the last Roger Moore movie. Okay, so I was probably the, the two before that. See, right before that was Octopussy. Still a great title, before, by the way. Before Octopussy, yeah, yeah. Be, be, yeah, because uh, it had double. Eyes only. Yeah, that might have been the first Bond movie that I watched. And after that, you know, with time, I went out of my way to get Dr. No on VHS. And I was obsessed with it after that. Oh, yeah, I spent a good portion of me being about 10, 11 years old watching a lot of James Bond. 
Yeah, Dr. No, even though it was a simple movie film in Jamaica, the home of, of where all those things were, most of those movies were written to begin with. Um, it was an excellent movie. Put the water in the coconut. <laughs> oh, put the you, lime, put the you, lime in the coconut. What's what they say? Did you catch the nod to Doctor No in the opening title sequence on No Time to Die? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, they paid tribute to it. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. I wasn't a big fan of the theme song though. Who sang the sing song on this one? Billy, Billy Eilish. Oh, okay. Yeah, my see. One of my favorite theme songs that people really don't talk about is actually from Casino Royale, that Do You Know My Name by Chris Cornell. Uh-huh. That is a kick-ass song. Yeah, well, he, everything that he did was uh, superb. Oh, the late, great Chris Cornell. Yeah, yeah everything Gordon. that guy Sound, did was... Soundgarden was a really good band. Yeah, no, nah, that, that guy was a legitimate rock star. He was a legitimate musician, and he was a legitimate artist. Right. Yeah, I remember when I was a young man and I, I came across his music was because Axl Rose was raving about him. And as he should have, because he's he's awesome. He was awesome. Yeah, Axl Rose says, look, this is one of this is going to be one of the greatest singers in the history of rock music. I tell you what, he's had a hell of a career and gone too soon. Yeah, that was a shame that he the man just had to uh Suffer from depression and kill himself. Yeah, and uh, but I tell you what, that do you know my name from Casino Royale is one hell of a song. Yeah, that was one of the best. Yeah, I mean, it's up there with uh, a view to a kill by Duran Duran. That's another mm-hmm. good one. And I think Adele did one that they people rave about. Skyfall. Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a decent song. Well, I don't. Not too bad. You know, not a big fan, but people people are crazy about Adele. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's actually one of the world's top selling artists of all time now. Yep, I think, too. yep, yep. I'm surprised so, the Beatles never got into the whole <laughs> James Bond. Uh, the Beatles. Scene. Yeah. Well, uh, Paul McCartney and Wings did "Live and Let Die." That's right. That's right. Yeah. Not the Beatles, but Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you got a, 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 a. Well, let me see. Let me let me let me rephrase it. Then, yeah, Paul McCartney. You're absolutely right. "Live and Let Die." Paul McCartney and Wings. And then uh, Carly Simon did uh, from "The Spy Who Loved Me." Did the "Nobody Does It Better." That was a good one. Nobody. Yeah. You know who never got into it? Big time English. Uh, well, the Rolling Stones never got into it. They never. No, that would have been interesting if they put out a song though. Yeah, uh, Elton John. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's tailor made for them. He's in a piano. He knows how to do ballads, and he knows how to do the power ballads. He would have been great. Yeah, I agree. Wow. I mean, you can always get the king of eighty soundtracks, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or you know, John Cafferty or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, there were so many possibilities in here. Now, I mean, how long before we get like uh, some emo band or some some new wave band or some whatever the hell these kids are listening to this day? The Migos, they'll be doing a, the Bond theme. The music nowadays is terrible. It is. Like, <laughs> it is terrible. The singer for No Time to Die, Billie Eilish, is actually a really a really good artist. So I'll let that slide. Same for with um, Adele. Yeah, very good singer, very good artist. But some of these, like I was listening to the radio today when I went to pick my daughter up from school, and every song I heard was completely polished by a computer. 
like any movie that 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 we uh that we uh look at today, sci-fi or that's why that's why I got sick and tired of the Marvel movies. It's just it just gives me a headache. There's just too much flash and effects and mm-hmm. you know. I mean, nothing against the people that like the Marvel films. I mean, nothing against that at all. This is that to me now. It's just too much. It's too much. The whole thing of the whole thing with computer, everything is computer animation and computer. I mean, I enjoy the movies that are not computerly animated. Right. I mean, and there's a lot of cool stunts in No Time to Die. A lot. From the yeah. vehicle. Well, the explosion when he was in that girl's uh, tomb in Italy. The motorcycle jump. Yeah, the motorcycle jump. Then you had the vehicle in which the the the, the it was getting shot, and he was standing yep. there waiting. And then he decided to make his move. Oh yeah, there's some great great stunt work and, and practical, old fashioned practical effects. Like I said, the first two hours make me want to watch it again, but then the ending. I remember the ending, and I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I get it. Uh, I'm sure I'll watch it again eventually, just not anytime soon. No, no time soon. But I, 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 this is what the 25th Bond movie. Yep. Right. So, where would you put No Time to Die? Like in like the bottom half, in the middle, top half, what? No, it's in the top three, just because of what happened. Yeah. Just because they finally. Uh, did something that is that is just I mean I was in a you would never expect it from the movies that we grew up with to kill Bond even though he died as a hero and you know you can see what they were doing the the eulogy for him in the uh, in the agency where they said you know this man actually got to live that was the life that he chose and that was the way he wanted to go so this one is it's an impactful movie. I would have to say it's in the top three. I would have to say Doctor No number one. Ooh, okay. Because it's the first one and it's the one that that broke this world. Okay. And um, yeah, I would have to say this one is a strong number three. I've got Goldfinger at number one. Yeah, Goldfinger's a great movie. I love Goldfinger. I think that was the one that really made Bond, James Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, number two, I'd probably have Casino Royale. Mm. Uh, number three, I'm not, I have to think about it. Probably, I'd probably say from Russia with Love. Yeah, I would say the man with the the golden the golden gun. Oh, that's what, you know that one. I know that one catches a lot of flack for being too boring, but it's got a great villain in that. Christopher Lee. Oh, man, Christopher Lee, you're talking about a legend in England and around the world. Oh, I know. Perfect villain. Perfect villain. And the way that he but, played that character, it was just uh, superb. I would put No Time to Die, I mean, probably in like my top six or seven. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, it's, it's got to be right up there with a number top ten or for me top five because it's just, I mean, you, shit, they kill the, the, the band. They kill Bun. Yeah, no, that was a little unreal. Yeah, I get sure. it. So all these years, they wipe him out of the face of the earth with some missiles. Yeah, but, you know, I, even though we never saw this coming, the ending, I mean, I get, I mean, but have you been reading anything about people blowing up about it, like being that pissed off about it? 
No, I guess with all this pandemic, people got other things in their lives right now. I don't think they get they get too excited about stuff like that. Only unless you're like a hardcore fan that right follows this for the I just most part. Remember when Han Solo died? There was a big shitstorm on the yeah, internet, but the brother. world was a yeah, the world was a different place back then. Oh, that's true too, big time. Yeah, now they're they're COVID is like it's like man, COVID is taking everybody's uh everybody's life from them. And it's just a different world. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But you know what, though? I think another th- reason, too, why, why people haven't said much about it is people know Bond's going to come back. <laughs> well, they're expecting, you know, the almighty money because, I mean, you keep, yeah, you know, like people don't throw away $400, $400 million in the trash. Well, I mean, I am interested to see how they work it now because they killed him. Yeah, I mean, like this is what they should do is just just release a press conference or something and let it be known that hey, we're starting a new arc with a new James Bond. That was a story, and we ended it, and we're starting again. Well, I guess we'll find out, man. If they can start a new timeline with Halloween, why not James Bond? One multiple timelines with Halloween. Yeah, Halloween's overall timeline. If you're not a fan, yeah, you'll be confused in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, but James Bond, you know, even though we've had different actors through different times, I mean, it was still kind of the same basic character. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do next. I mean, I'm anxious to see what they do. It'll be a few years before they embark in another journey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be, what, what are we in, 2021? I'm going to say 2025. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Twenty-five. So in the meantime, we can just go back and watch all the other twenty-five. Oh no, definitely! <laughs> I would always go back and watch the ones with Roger Moore and uh, Sean Connery, and the the ones with. Uh, See, I'm not a big Roger Moore fan, but yeah, that was my I, favorite. I do like some of his movies for sure, even though he did Moonraker. Moonraker's bad. <laughs> you didn't like Moonraker? I did not at all. They were just his were more campy. Oh, big time! Like you know. The character Jaws with the steel teeth. <laughs> he he was a, you know that guy. He he met me in real life. I met him in real life, and he always took a liking to me. And we were talking and stuff. He was so cool. I can't say nothing bad about him. Oh, I bet man, uh, Richard Keel. Richard Keel, name. yeah, Detroit's own Richard Keel. Unfortunately, he yeah. uh, passed away a few years back. Right, and uh, I mean, he made a good villain, but it's definitely not a villain you'd see nowadays. No, they try to replace him with Batista to be the new Jaws. That's right. That's right. Batista was Inspector. Uh huh. That's right. Spe- I, I don't remember too much about Spectre because I didn't like it. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I did like Skyfall. Though. I thought Skyfall was really good. Skyfall really was did. very good. This has been, you know, this and and. It's funny because next week we're heading to uh, another uh, iconic hero that bleeds, suffers, goes through headaches, encounters uh, ups and downs, and we're talking about John McClane. Love me some John McClane. <laughs> oh, we're going to have some fun. Next next week is going to be like being in a candy store. Oh, I can't wait, man, because look, I grew up watching those, you know what I mean? Oh, man, the, I got to say, hearts, yeah. Man. I know... Hey, don't get me wrong. A good day to die hard sucks ass, but the, all the other ones I can watch any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But my my favorites are the first one and the second one. Oh, the first one's my all time favorite action movie. 
100%. My God. I mean, it's, 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 it's such a good movie. It's a Christmas movie. And like I say every year, it's not, um, it's not Christmas until you see a Hans Gruber fall from the Nakatomi Plaza. Don't let Bruce Willis hear you say that because he came out and said it wasn't a Christmas movie, or did he? Oh, I don't remember what he said. For me, it's a Christmas movie. I don't care what he okay. says. All right, so it's Batman Returns, right? Ooh. <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't care about that. That movie doesn't have sentimental value to me, so I don't really care. Uh, you kidding me? That's the darkest Batman movie ever made. Hmm. None. 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 My. Uh, none. My favorite Batman movie. Nah, me neither. But Not it's still Batman. better. It's still better than uh, than George Clooney being Batman or Bruce Wayne. Um, or whatever. Jupiter Ascending is better than Batman and Robin. If that says anything. Oh man. Jupiter Ascending is terrible. Yes. Yes, I, I'm. I don't know. I just can't. No, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that specific Batman movie. Well, I tell you what, I can't wait for next week. Then, man, I'm, you gotta, you got me pumped wanting to watch some Die Hard. Man, no, I'm, Hard I'm like, like, bro, you don't even understand. Like, I watch these movies every year around this time, and those are like my my well, some of my favorite action movies, and definitely. For me, you couldn't tell me that Die Hard One is not an is not a Christmas movie. You couldn't tell me that Die Hard Two is not a Christmas movie because you mean you would spend you just waste your time. Well, I, I guess we'll get into it next week and maybe we can get some comments and see what other people think about it. It's a Christmas movie. Part two is also a Christmas movie. You can feel cold when you're watching this movies. This is just what about a, real quick? What about Lethal Weapon? Uh, the, I think there's the first one is a Christmas movie, or there's one That's of them I mean. that is a Christmas movie. I don't remember which one. I know uh, I just read today that uh, Mel Gibson is uh, ready to di- direct and uh, write uh, part five. Yeah, I did read that too. Well, I'm anxious, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Like I told you that one time, we we uh, we discussed on the show. That Mel is driving as a, uh, or Danny Glover is driving as an Uber driver, and Mel Gibson is a, a private <laughs> yeah. investigator, and he ends up in, in Danny Glover's Uber, and then yeah. all hell breaks loose. Hey, let me ask you something. Is this Jay Lenderman's uh, Tales from the Abyss anniversary day? Or is next you week? Know what? I, th- I think it's next week, because it happened week? right after Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, the next week we're going to be recording before Thanksgiving, right? Tuesday or Monday. Yeah, 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 or Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. We have another episode before the big turkey day. Yeah. Then hopefully you'll watch all them Hemans and we'll do the Heman episode. That's right. I forgot that is coming out. Mm -hmm. Then we'll be ready for... uh, to wrap up the year and take a break. I guess you you can go ahead and tell the folks that you got a new podcast so they can listen to you. They can follow you. It's something that I haven't really advertised yet. Um, I did publish an episode today. The podcast is called The Nerd Alert. Um, and it's basically what we do here, only I do come up with some takes on some other movies and stuff. And I just uh, put up my first episode this afternoon, and it's a episode called From Worst to First. Uh, I rank the whole Rocky franchise from... That includes the new Rocky Four director's cut that I watched the other night uh, and the two Creed films. So there's nine movies in total. So if people want to have their, they want to get their Jay Linderman fix 
after the second week of December, you know where to find him because you won't find him here at least unless he wants to do the show by himself because I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm going on vacation. No, nah, man, we can. We'll take a little bit of hiatus, catch our breath, enjoy yeah. the holidays. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be sitting in my living room crying as my bank account just dwindles down to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's the beauty of having kids, man. Yeah, at least yeah, at least you enjoy watching them their happiness on that given day. Yeah, just that day though. But any other time of that part of the season, I'm you know quietly going insane because I'm like, okay, money is just out the window. <laughs> My God. But yeah, Jay. Um. So next week, Die Hard. One and two. I'm ready. Two of the best action movies this country has ever made in the modern era. Oh, yeah. I mean, Die Hard changed the action landscape. Man, that was such a good movie. That was such a good movie. I'm I'm hyped for this one. It's a classic, and I hope, you know, because Disney bought out 20th Century Fox, so... I'm hoping they come up with something because I know at one point they were in the middle of developing a sequel slash prequel movie with Bruce Willis, oh, and then boy. and then 20th Century Fox got bought out by Disney. So <laughs> mm. they were they were I think they were trying to do it with a new Die Hard, a new like his son taking over. Well, I hope it's not that guy that played his son in A Good Day to Die Hard because I wanted <laughs> to punch that I wanted to punch that dude straight in the face. <laughs> So, Jay, send us home so we can go ahead and carry on. <laughs> Folks, it's been another great night of Tales from the Abyss. Thank you for tuning in with us. I'm Jay Linderman along with Padua Rojo. We talked about our latest James Bond adventure, No Time to Die. And uh, if you haven't been listening and you somehow just catch the tail end of this, we're sorry, but, you know, Bond dies. But uh, <laughs> it is, it's definitely a movie that's a little bit downer at the end but as a whole it is a very good Bond film and I can't wait to get to next week to cover a little Bruce Willis and Die Hard talk a little John McClane can't wait man yippee ki motherfuckers <laughs> I told Dayfula Dobashi I said Dayfula you don't want to listen to this show he said I can't wait for the next one that you guys made. I said you can't you don't want to listen to spoilers he said no I probably won't watch that movie anyway I just want to listen to the show so well, Dave Fuller, the Bushy This week, his his better half is back from vacation, so I won't have to do the show with him. I get some rest this week. Ah, uh, so he can't. He got back from Hawaii, huh? He got back from Hawaii, so I'm out of there. The last one that I did was the cannibal episode. I I finished my mission, and now I'm going to finish this one, and then I'm going to go on vacation until next year. I feel you, man. Well, I tell you what, the rest of the night I'm going to sit here and continue sipping on this homemade apple pie moonshot. Oh wow! I had some yeah. scar show. So, oh man, this stuff's good. Bye. Yeah. Big thanks to my buddy Arthur, man. Damn, Arthur. <laughs> man just gave you up, Arthur. You're gonna have the police knocking at your door no, later. No, I ain't nobody gonna do that. I didn't give a last name. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. I don't need that kind of problem. But one thing is for sure, somewhere between good and evil, you can find us. Me and Jay Lenderman bringing you this Tales from the Abyss. Until the next time, stay safe out there. So long.